I feel like a true bad bitch comes to life whenever she puts an outfit on. It's like a switch. Creating new personas is creating new avenues to expand. It really is inspiring to me how you can use colors, paint, makeup, textures just to embody whatever you want to. I watched drag queens do the same thing when they draw on their lips and all of a sudden their entire demeanor changes. You can see the confidence, you can feel the confidence. There's a huge emotional attachment to that and there's an empowerment within that. This is Sharice Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast all about beauty beyond the BS. So this episode is all about the magic of the annual Savage Fenty show that Rihanna and her team have been producing since 2019. I thought it could be fun as volume four is happening very soon. And of course, Rihanna's headlining the Super Bowl in February. So there's a lot of conversation around Rihanna right now. And I feel that the Savage Fenty show, it's a way of her reminding us how important she is to fashion and beauty, as well as music. You know, there's a reason why she's been brought in to perform at the Super Bowl. She's that name. And to be honest, in getting ready for this episode, I've had to remind myself just how important she is to style and influence in general. There are a lot of mean memes going around about the Super Bowl, questioning whether she can actually sing live while dancing and dressed up. But honestly, I feel that most of the conversation is going to be around how Rihanna looks. It's going to be about what she's wearing, her clothes, her hair, her makeup accessories that's what everyone's going to be talking about the day after the Super Bowl and it's probably what a lot of us are going to talk about the day after the Savage Fenty Volume 4 show. I thought I would take this opportunity to share my favorite beauty moments from the first three shows and make some predictions about what we can expect. If you're a fan of Savage Fenty I think you're going to love this but if you've never checked it out before here's why you should. The brand itself launched in 2018 and it had its first fashion show that same year, but it didn't broadcast any shows until 2019. Since its launch, I feel like Savage Fenty has influenced pretty much everyone and everything, every kind of brand, not just lingerie. It's definitely changed the landscape of lingerie. I feel like before Savage Fenty, I would rarely see you know, when those ads come up on Instagram for lingerie, I would I would rarely see anyone that looked like me. And I certainly wouldn't see people of different sizes. I certainly wouldn't see people with prosthetic limbs. I feel that Savage Fenty has really changed the game for how brands market to us. And it's also proven that lingerie itself, it doesn't have to be super expensive. I think that's another thing that we've been told You know, women are often the ones that are sold into this buy lingerie thing, but it can often be really expensive. So I feel that just in one move by launching Savage Fenty and having these shows, Rihanna has not only taught the world and brands at large about how to market, who to market to, how to show real diversity. She's also shown that even if you're not into the clothes, 
You're going to have a good time watching the Savage Fenty show. She's got a really good way of bringing together the worlds of music and fashion and, of course, beauty. I feel that today the Savage Fenty show is like an inspired and evolved take on the Victoria's Secret show. That started in 1995 and ended in 2018. And much like Savage Fenty, it was a televised fashion show aimed at making sales. But although at one time it was seen as like the sexiest show on earth, eventually we all began to realize it only ever objectified one body type, one gender type, playing very traditional gender roles. And there was a very limited array of skin tones and forget about body diversity. The Victoria's Secret show was this this dream, a white male's dream, let's be real. I don't think it was appealing to women apart from telling them go into a Victoria's Secret store and buy this bra and knickers set and your man will be all over you. Savage Finty is way beyond that. Add to that the frequent criticism that the Victoria's Secret costumes got. Um, Many times they bordered on cultural appropriation and this is all in a post Me Too era and it's clear the world doesn't want doesn't need another Victoria's Secret show but I do think it might need a Savage Fenty show because it's about way more than lingerie from the first show Rihanna shares that she's looking for unique characteristics from people who aren't usually highlighted in the world of fashion she intended for diversity to be celebrated not just referenced with one curvy model and one dark-skinned model She has always maintained, and this goes for her beauty brand Fenty Beauty also, that she wants everyone to feel seen. And I I really believe Rihanna when she says this. Um, Maybe it's because I know that her own body type has changed since having a child. But even before then, her weight can go up and down. When she first emerged, she was very, very slim and Maybe that's part of it. I just feel that it's personal for Rihanna. That might change one day. Let me be real. She's very rich off the back of talking about diversity. But at the same time, I'm glad that she is because diversity, whether it's color or size and shape, to me, it's still very trend led. And it's only when Rihanna has a Fenty, (laughs) Savage Fenty show once a year that people seem to think, oh, gosh, yes, there's a whole other market out there. Because it is about making money, obviously, for these brands. And I just think they tend to forget about the fact that everybody likes to be acknowledged at some point. And I think it actually goes beyond being seen. It's about, you know, that phrase taking up space. I think it's got a little bit dry and dusty. But I mean it in like the most, just like the biggest way possible, taking up that space demanding to be seen as powerful, sexy, beautiful, whatever you want, whatever your size, age or shape, also called imperfections. And Rihanna ensures that we're all seen by hiring up to 200 models per show. That's how you show real diversity or at least try. I feel this so strongly because recently there's been a lot of talk about how being skinny is back in fashion and I don't think it ever went out of fashion I know for every I feel there's there's lots of body positivity accounts out there and just because they exist I don't think that means that the thirst for being skinny has gone away (laughs) absolutely not 
just the other day I was listening to this podcast. I think it's called Nymphet Alumni. It's these two young female hosts and they had a male casting agent on and they asked him, do you, you know, why do you think being skinny went out of fashion? He said, oh, I, I don't think it ever should have. And then he goes on to describe what his ideal woman would look like. And he said she should be skinny, but have boobs and an ass. This is the world we're saying is so much more body positive today. That's a casting agent. He has the power to keep showing us women that all look the same. So if that's the world we're in, I think we need the Fenty show. I think it should be pretty much essential viewing for anyone in the fashion industry and for anyone who feels less than perfect when it comes to their body or their looks. So let's get into key looks from the first three shows. I just thought I'd share a couple of the looks. And of course, here is a good time to acknowledge Rihanna's hair and makeup go-to's. Her long-term makeup artist, Priscilla Ono, works alongside her fellow Fenty Beauty global makeup artist, Hector Espinel. And there is, of course, a stunning array of hair looks that most often will come courtesy of Yusuf Williams. So volume one, the faces we saw included Paloma Elsessa, Ducky Thought, Cara Delevingne, Gigi and Bella Hadid, Laverne Cox and Slick Woods. And one of my favorite makeup artists was in there also, Razor Flowers. The look started out being very much about textures of black. So lots of lace, velvet, lycra. And I actually was first most impressed with Rihanna's makeup. As well as having this long braided ponytail, she was wearing this stunning, gorgeous matte red lip. It's most likely a blend of some of her Fenty Beauty stunner paints, probably the shocking red uncensored, maybe a little bit of the vivid pink unlocked. Of course, the makeup artist may have reached into their bags and used something that's not from Fenty. That does often happen. You know, it's a big show. It's all about creating that impactful red. And Rihanna absolutely pulled it off. I love this look. And another favorite look from the show that I've actually made a TikTok on, actually. So feel free to head over to Sharice Kenyon. It was these stunning liquid metal tears. They were so pretty and delicate. And we're still seeing them most recently, even in Taylor Swift's video. Instead of liquid metal, though, they're like these little jewels. And both of these looks actually take me back to Pat McGrath back in 2016. She created these liquid tears for Rihanna, actually. It was the September issue of W Magazine. And I've also done a TikTok on that because the cover is, it's just out of this world. We also see a deep burgundy lip for this show. But I feel that because this was the first show and it was filmed in front of a live audience, the focus was very much on how the models all work together as a visual I feel that volume one was kind of like testing the waters it obviously it was about the clothes less so the hair and makeup even though they're vital but I feel that it was about the show it was about being able to pull off the show Rihanna needed the show to look amazing and I think that volume one must have given Rihanna and her team just so much confidence to go so much bigger and despite the fact that they couldn't record in front of a live audience, I think we definitely saw that with the second show. In that second show, we saw performances from Travis Scott, Lizzo, Rosalia, and my favorite, Bad Bunny. 
as well as appearances from drag queen Shea Coulee and actress India Moore, who plays my favorite character in the HBO show Pose. And my recent, like my absolute favorite TikToker right now, Gabriette. That's G-A-B-B-R-I-E-T-T-E. She's this model who, honestly, I think she's the one that's inspiring all the so-called it girls right now. She's, her TikTok content is basically her making food, often, you know, gluten-free or grain-free. But she's making these amazing comfort food meals all while dressing kind of 90s and her makeup is very 90s. She's got hardly any eyebrows, very high cheekbones, I definitely hope that she's back for volume four because I think Gabrielle might have been one of the people that's been in all three of the first shows. For the second show, there was a very loose theme of secrets and stories that you might find in a diary. And it was literally illustrated all over the model's faces as these kind of Picasso style hand-drawn lines. Oh, and they were team. these looks were teamed with mullets. Like every model has a mullet and it's seriously making me think about getting one. Let me know. Have you ever tried the mullet style? Would you do it? You can DM me over at Beauty Me Podcast. Let me know. Definitely thinking about it. And I also share a TikTok on this as well. From that segment of the show, we see a Rosalia performance and she's wearing these really super long metallic nails her look itself was very madonna in the 80s so lots of black lace and multiple crucifixes and again when it came to the fashion the black theme continued we also saw the makeup getting a bit deeper and a deep berry lip and we saw actress demi moore reclining in the show wearing a smoky eye i think this show definitely built on the theme of self-expression it jumped quite far ahead from the first volume. It became much more personal. And I think that's something Rihanna picked up on a long time ago, that makeup, clothing is all about expression. And no matter who we are, we all want to be able to do that in our own way. Around halfway through the second show, there's this moment that definitely got to me when I first watched it. And it got to me again when I rewatched it for research purposes. It features plus size performer Lizzo. She's dancing in front of a mirror. She's just oozing so much confidence and she's hardly wearing anything. She's just wearing like this electric blue lacy underwear. And then opposite her, we see a very slim dancer come out also wearing the same color and the mirror distorts a little. And for me, it was just... Without saying anything, it kind of gives us an insight into how body dysmorphia could feel and how it can affect anyone of any size. But what I really liked is that it showed both Lizzo and the very slim model just caressing their frames, loving themselves, admiring themselves. And the fact that the music changes to this highly emotional song. If you don't know He Loves Me, Lizelle in E-flat by Jill Scott, go and listen, you'll know what I mean. But the fact that they brought that song in, it definitely kind of forces you to look. And I think it makes you look at yourself and think about how how you look at yourself. Another segment from this show is this garden that's filled with huge, colorful flowers. And the dancers are wearing shades of purple from lilac to deep royal shades. And there are these really pretty petal eyelashes And I even noticed that one of my favorite photographers, Nadia Lee Cohen, was in there as a model. So again, I just love that 
Rihanna shows you all these different people and it can kind of make you go down the rabbit hole if you feel like it, finding out who does what. And it's not just that she went out and got a load of models. She really finds the most creative people out there. Moving on to volume three, this show opened up with the iconic 90s supermodel Cindy Crawford. We also see Normani and we see Madonna's daughter Lola Leon. When it comes to the makeup looks, it's all about these very popping eyeliner colors. So you think pinks, blues and purples. And it was kind of like applied in an edgy, grungy way. And there was also a really very on trend for right now, to be honest, a latex glossy eye. We've been really playing with glossy lids lately over color, over black. So I want to see if they bring that back for volume four. Volume three closes out with this very shimmering silver icy segment. I've made a TikTok on this one as well because it's my favorite look from volume three. The head makeup artist Priscilla Ona called it an ode to the 70s. She said it was very Studio 54. So just think disco ball, lots of silver reflections and the eyes were teamed with neutral lips to just ensure our focus stayed on the eyes. One thing I really remember from volume three is that I feel like the hairstyles were talked about more than the makeup almost. It's because there were a lot of braided styles in there, including cornrows. And these are styles that you would more likely see on women in the black community. But instead, we're seeing on the likes of Emily Ratajkowski and Vanessa Hudgens. It personally, to me, it felt wrong because I'm still not sold on non-black people wearing braided styles and definitely not dreadlocks but that's just me I know that many in the community they honestly they do not mind if white people wear hairstyles that are more traditionally black hairstyles and many said at the time it's got to be Rihanna calling the shots so if it's fine for her as a black woman to give white women these hairstyles then it's fine for us I definitely think that show reflected the times because so many more people are fine with it and they don't call it appropriation. They actually call it appreciation. So regardless of all that, a little controversy is never going to hurt when you want your event to be seen all over the world. So it's going to be interesting to see what we end up talking about once volume four airs. One thing I'm really looking forward to is, of course, the dancing and it looks like we're definitely going to be treated to the work of choreographer Paris Goebel again. She is this phenomenal New Zealand dancer. She's worked on all three of the first shows and she won an Emmy for the choreography on volume three. She's been sharing some of the same teaser content as Rihanna. So I can't wait to see what she does for volume four. Let's just think about the looks that we might see. These are my little predictions for the looks we might see in volume four. I think we can expect a lot of metallics from the teaser that Rihanna shared on her Instagram. It's clear that the creative team have been influenced by one of this year's key trends, metallics. The credits on the teaser are purple and green, but they have this droopy liquid metallic shape to them. It's very similar to the drippy font that's used by Drake on the cover of his Honestly Nevermind album, which was released in June. But we first saw this kind of metallic fluid design back in 2018 when one of my favorite makeup artists, Issa Maya French, launched Days Magazine's beauty platform, Dazed Beauty. 
Their logo is this very gloopy liquid style, but I'm guessing that it might change soon because metallics have become such a big trend for 2022. Even my one of my most recent guests, trend forecaster Mandy Lee, she predicted metallics were going to be on the rise back in the summer. And if anyone can predict a trend, it's Mandy. So check her out on episode 144 if you want to know more. I think the way the metallic will play out won't just be in the makeup, but it will also be in the fabrics that we see. So I'm thinking very clingy metallic finishes, very sheer fabrics and the makeup itself. I think it's going to be all about shimmer, glitter, very grungy, very smudged. I also think a minor trend might be neons. I think it's a constant with the Savage Fenty collections because neons are the kind of colors that look so good on darker skin tones. I also think we're going to see lots of purple. There seem to be lots of purple in the teaser for volume four, whether that's the lighting or Rihanna's makeup. And purple is having a moment right now anyway, thanks to Taylor Swift's Lavender Haze song. It's one of my favorite songs from her album Midnight's. Let me know if you've been listening to Taylor as much as I have, because it's kind of like this guilty pleasure. Um, let me know over at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or Twitter. I love it. I love the album. Love Lavender Haze. Also, I think Rihanna should have plans to claim a piece of the Skims pie because that brand does comfy, cozy, kind of sporty, kind of sexy, casual homeware so well. Up until now, I feel like Savage Fenty has more focused on the lingerie side, but it's clear, you know, after the few years we've had of staying at home more, we like to mix up our moods. So we might want to be sexy cash at home. So that might be a bodysuit, but with some joggers. So definitely think Rihanna's going to try and get some of that skims money. And finally, as Rihanna has released her single, it's from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie which comes out two days after the Savage show, I feel that there must be some kind of nod to the movie itself visually, but also perhaps to Chadwick Boseman, who died in 2020, less than two years after he played Black Panther on the big screen and just inspired the entire world. So I think there must be some kind of nod to Black Panther in volume four. When it comes to the performances, we can expect to see Burner Boy and Anita, who made history earlier this year as the first Brazilian artist to win an MTV Video Music Award. I can only imagine what her show is going to be like because she definitely likes to show a lot of skin. The models are going to feature Savage Fenty regulars like Cara Delevingne and Precious Lee, who is one of my favorite curve models. We're going to see actress Taylor Page, who was brilliant in the film Zola. I highly recommend that film. And we're going to see actresses Taraji P. Henson and recent Emmy Award winner Cheryl Lee Ralph. I'm thinking that I might do a watch along on TikTok. So definitely let me know if you're going to watch it next week. But if I don't do a live... I'm absolutely going to share a ton of looks on TikTok and I'm probably going to do a follow-up episode too. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, the show will air in over 240 countries exclusively on Amazon Prime Video from Wednesday, November 9th. I'd love to know what you think of the Savage Fenty show. I said at the beginning, I feel that the Savage experience is so important and I stand by it. I truly think it's almost like a service Rihanna provides to make us all love ourselves a little bit more. Of course, she makes a ton of money out of it, but that just makes her smart. 
Let me know how watching the Savage Fenty show makes you feel over at Beauty Me Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my TikTok, Sharice Kenyon, for some follow-up videos. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to my newsletter for free at beautymenotes.substat.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could leave a five-star review over on Spotify or share a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. See you next time.